welcome to Word Alive Broadcast with Ricky and Sherry Blevins. We believe that as you listen to today's message, God's Word will come alive in your heart to help you obtain victory in every area of your life. Welcome back to the Word Live broadcast today. I'm going to continue on the subject of unity in the body of Christ. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1 and verses 3 through 5. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, by which he made us accepted in the beloved. Now one thing I think that the Lord is wanting us to do in these last days is to come together in unity and holiness, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now he has washed all of our sins away by the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. But there is a holiness that the Lord is calling us to as well. He wants us to walk in a place that we are so in tune with Him that we shun all the things that are trying to get us away from Him. And and holiness is not being perfect, but it's pursuing to walk blameless before the Lord in all of our ways. See, he, uh, he wants us to be blameless before him in all things. And then when we do, when we, and we cannot despise the chastisement of the Lord because he chastises us and he teaches us and he leads us. And when we do things wrong, he, he chastises us as a dear father so that we won't do those things and helps us to grow up. And it produces holiness in us. That's what it says in Hebrews chapter 12. It said, don't despise the chastisement of the Lord because it produces holiness. So it's not, he said it may not be fun just to paraphrase it for a while, but uh, in the end it will produce holiness in you and you'll walk in a stronger anointing. Now see, that's what God wants us to do. He wants us to understand that the more that we shun the things of the world and the things that are trying to hold us back. Now, I'm not saying that that it's not okay to watch a TV program or watch a good movie or something like that, but or even watch the news once in a while. But if you let that become number one in your life and you don't ever spend time with God, you don't ever spend time in the Word, you don't care about Him, and you just go to church on Sunday morning, and you go out here and you go to church on Sunday morning, but then you go out here and you practice sin all the rest of the week, and then go to church on Sunday morning, then what happens is you're not practicing holiness. But I believe that he's calling us in these last days to a place where he can get his church prepared for his coming. Now you can look around. Look around, he says, watch and pray for the time is near. And, and you can see every sign going on in the natural 
that he it is really up on us when the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back. He could come back this very second, and I wouldn't even finish this message. But we have to get to a place to where we don't want anything else more than we do him. And he has made us holy and blameless. He has, he has, because of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're holy because of his grace and love. He said he chose us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. He called us his children and to be holy because we call the Holy Spirit the Holy Spirit. Well, he's holy. And what happens is the Father God wants us to walk as his children and to be holy as he is holy. Is that right? Let's look at First Peter chapter 1, verses 13 through 17. Therefore, gird up your loins of your mind, be sober, and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. That's exactly what I was just talking about. Because that is his written, be holy, for I am holy. And if you call on the Father, who, who without partiality judges according to each one's work, conduct yourselves throughout the day of your stay here in fear. What he's saying is here, that we're to walk holy as he is holy. We're supposed to be holy like he is. He's a holy God. That's what Peter said, didn't he? Be holy in all your conduct. So in other words, he didn't say it was okay to say you're a Christian and go out here and cuss every breath. He didn't say it's okay to be a Christian and go out here and get drunk. He didn't say it's okay to be a Christian and go out here and watch X-rated movies. He didn't say it's okay to go out here and be a to be a Christian and go out here and and uh, try to have sex with everything that walked on the face of the earth. Now, some people may not like to hear this, but I can't help it because it's what God's word says. Because He's getting His church ready to come back and get them. And he wants us to be a holy, blameless church when he comes back. And that's one thing that's uh, that's keeping him from coming back is his grace and his mercy is being poured out upon mankind and saying, I don't want to leave them behind. I want them to repent, to turn away from their sin. I don't want to come down there and leave them. Not one person on this planet. He wants each and every person to go to heaven. He wants everybody to. He just wants us to walk in true holiness as he is holy and be like him because it glorifies him. Doesn't mean that the blood of Jesus hasn't washed away our sin, but it also means that we have to grow to a place that we shun those things. Now, I remember the day I got born again. Now, I was uh, the day before, I was sinning bad. But the day I got born again, I turned away from that because I didn't want to do it anymore. I couldn't even stand to hear people cuss. All the people I went around with, they I used to cuss so bad at people that I was my friends. They would say, "Would you? Why don't you quit cussing so much?" And I, I and I, I'm going, "Wow! I can't believe that a sinner would tell me that." But they did. 
But you know, the very second I got born again, I turned away from it, I'm going. My eyes were opened up, I'm going. I can't believe I was like that. I cannot believe it. I was I was nothing like God. Everything I did was trying to walk away from him. I didn't want to have anything to do with him. But you know, the very minute I accepted Jesus Christ into my heart, everything changed. And it doesn't mean I haven't sinned since then or haven't done some things that were not right. But it means that his holiness, the Holy Ghost on the inside of me, makes me want to serve him each and every day. And to do what he wants me to do. To not go out here and do those things anymore. And if I do mess up, I say, Father, forgive me. And I, Because I can't stand to be out of his presence for a minute. You have to get to that place. And that's what he wants. He wants you to walk with him day and night. In his presence all the time. It's where your protection's at. It's where your joy's at. It's where your abundance is at. It's where all your blessings are at. It's by walking in the presence of God daily. Each and every day. And you can't do that without walking in holiness. And he wants us to to want to fellowship with him more than we want anything else. I want to fellowship with him and be in his presence more than I want to do sin any day. And if you'll come to know him the way he wants you to know him, you won't want that either. You'll say, I don't want that stuff anymore. I cannot stand it. I do not want it. I hate it. And and you can see other people doing it. it. doesn't mean that you hate them, but you hate what they're doing. Does that make sense? We also need to come together in, uh, the, and be uh, interested in the interest of others. Let's go to Philippians chapter 2 and verse 4. Let each one of you look not only out for his own interest, but also for the interest of others. We need to have the interest of others in our heart and have the interest of others. How are my actions going to affect them? What can I do to be a blessing for somebody else today? How can I be a blessing to the body of Christ? What can I do today that will make somebody else know more about Jesus? How can I walk and present myself as a a member of the body of Christ and represent myself as Christ to them because you may be the only Christ that they ever know? How can I help them to grow up in Jesus? How can I give them a word today? And how can I look out not only for my interest but also for the interest of others? How can I preach the God of the God's word today so that I can be a blessing to somebody else and and uh how can I give to them today so that I can help them and be a blessing to them instead of focused on ourselves all the time? Psalm 133 again says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Now if you're in unity, you're not just thinking about yourself. You're thinking about the interest of others, aren't you? Verse 2, it says, it's like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountain of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing life forevermore. And what he's saying here is the corporate anointing when everybody comes together and says, I have the interest of others at heart. I'm paying my tithes. And this is how we pray when we pay our tithes. 
We say, Father God, we're giving this unto you. We're giving it unto you, Lord Jesus Christ. We give it to you because we love you. And Father God, we believe as we give that people will be born again, that you'll use this so that they can be born again, that they will be filled with the Holy Spirit. They will be healed. Their lives will be changed because they will come into fellowship with you and they, they will know you more and more and greater and greater each and every day of their life and that they will come to know you like I know you and that they'll fall in love with you like I fell in love with you, Father, and that your blessings will be upon them each and every day of their life. And then you ask God for the blessings to be upon you as well and say, Father, I'll I thank you that your blessings are upon us as well, and you have the interest of others at heart. And when you do, what happens is, if everybody in the body of Christ would do this, the corporate anointing would rise to the level that the body would be walking as Christ, as he did upon the earth, doing the works that Jesus did, except the whole body would be doing it. You'd see miracle after miracle, healing after healing. You'd see the body of Christ rising up in holiness. You'd see every need in the body of Christ being met, meeting the needs of others, and preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ as we should throughout this world. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you'd like to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can contact us at our website at wacba.org. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, to give, or any other reason, you can do so by going to our website, wacba.org, or by mail at Word Alive Church, P.O. Box 3067, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma 74013. If you would like to receive a CD or MP3 version of this week's message or other messages, Please give a donation of $8 for a CD or $5 for an MP3. Instructions on how to give and receive are located under the Giving tab of our website, which is located at wacba.org. Thank you.